Hi, podcast listeners. This is Kathy with God in the Grief, episode number 52. It's titled, Is God Still Great and Mighty in Your Darkest Hour? This came from the thought that when I knew who God was and I saw him as big and powerful in the good times, I could still grasp hold of who he was in those hard times. When God is an everyday part of my life, when he was in my thoughts and my prayers, when he's with me in the morning and in the evening, when I choose to remember his acts and thoughts towards me, when I had recounted them, when I had testified of them, when I had sang of them, then in the times when it seemed like he was distant, I could remember that he never changed. He was still that great God that I had sang about or that great God that I had wrote about or held dear in my heart. It doesn't change, but we have to be careful that our thoughts towards him don't change with our circumstances. So this is my burden, to keep God in our grief just as big and mighty as when he is in the blessings of our life. So as I was meditating upon this, I was looking back through my grief journal and I could see how I would encourage myself to remember God is big in these dark times when I'm writing about grief. And I'd remind myself of the songs I'd sung, of the prayers I'd written, of how I'd been encouraged, of answers to prayers in the past. And I would remind myself of these things. And that's what we need to do sometimes. But people that don't know him in the good times are really going to struggle to know him at all in the hard times. So we want to stay close to God when things are good, because that's going to help us when things are not so good. So I wanted to look at Abraham for just a little bit. Um, I've actually thought about Abraham a lot in the journey of my grief because he's just such a good example. And so I want to look at a scripture in Genesis 17 and 1, and it says, And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Here we see God reminding Abram of who he was because he was about to assign him a really hard task, the task of sacrificing his own son. And so he's, he starts off by reminding him, I'm the Lord your God, and I'm the almighty God. And just walk, just, just do what I ask, and just obey me. And I love this reminder because we need sometimes that simple reminder of who God is and just to simply trust him. There is a beautiful scripture in First uh, Peter 5 and 6 that says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And this reminds me of what he did with Abraham. Abraham was this humble. He did what he was asked, and he didn't complain about it, and he just obeyed. And then God was able to exalt him in due time. God was able to use him. You know, Abraham ended up in the faith chapter in Hebrews. Um, because of his willingness to just believe God and obey. And we could take, a, you know, for ourselves, we can use that as an example. There are times when we just need to humble our thoughts before God, before the mighty hand of God, and let him work in our lives. And just be willing to submit our ways, commit our ways to him. As I was thinking of Abraham, I was thinking about you know, he was an old man and he was asked to do this really hard thing and he could have so easily rationalized this away. 
He could have found all kinds of excuses. You know, uh, God asked him to climb a mountain to sacrifice Isaac. I can just like, he's 99 years old. You know, humanly, you would say, do I have to climb that mountain? Like, how about we just do the sacrifice down at the bottom of the mountain? And then I won't have to climb to the top. Like, do I have to really climb to the top? I'm old. I'm an old man. But he didn't rationalize anything. He just simply obeyed. There was, you know, the sacrifice was at the top of the mountain. The sacrifice that God provided was after he had done the hard thing. And that's the way it is for us, too, when we sacrifice um, our our own desires a lot of times and, and our own thoughts, we get what God gives to us then, which is a beautiful thing. So remembering who God is and he, that he has this almighty arm to help us out is going to help us a lot in our grief too. There's a beautiful verse in Psalms 106, verse 8, that says, Nevertheless, he saved them for his namesake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. And, you know, if we're still here, he has saved us for something good. And it's so that his mighty power can be known. You know that he can use those difficult circumstances that we go through to show his mighty power. And that's what he did with Abraham, with Joseph, with all those wonderful Old Testament stories, but he did that with his disciples and he's going to do that with us. He's going to show his mighty acts of power through the hard things that we go through. Proverbs 23 and 11 says, for their redeemer is mighty. He shall plead their cause with thee. Don't forget, God is for us to help us, not to hurt us, not to harm us, but to be there for us and so that he gets the glory out of our lives. When Jesus was on earth and he was talking to his disciples and he was trying to help them understand that he was going to go away, that he was, you know, trying to tell them of his coming death. And he said unto them, let these sayings, this is in uh, Luke 9 and 44, let these sayings sink down into your ears for the son of man shall be delivered into the hands of men. He was trying to help them, but he told them, let these sayings, let these things that I've been teaching you, let these things that I've been telling you about. Let them really sink down into your heart. And if we let God sink into our heart, then he's going to be available. He's going to be, we're going to be able to reach down our heart and pull him back out, be able to use that, what we have. If it's just something surface and it's not sticking with us, it's not staying with us, the things that we have read in the word or the things that we've heard preached to us, if we don't let them be a part of us, then we go through those hard times. We have nothing to hold on to. I love the verse in Psalms. 40 verse 5 that says many O lord my god are thy wonderful works which thou hast done and thy thoughts which are to usward they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee if i would declare and speak of them they are more than can be numbered sometimes we just need to stop and think about all the ways that god has been good to us we're not going to be able to remember them all but we can remember those times when his tender love came to us and remember that he thinks about us, that he knows our needs, that he pleads our cause. Do we know them? Have we experienced the mighty works of God? He is working for us and in us and among us. Wonderful works, works of salvation, sanctification. He's given us an eternal home in the heavens. These things towards us human beings prove his love to us and his thoughts towards us. Thoughts of good and not evil as Jeremiah put it. Matthew Henry once said, When we have said the most that we can of the wonders of the divine, 
and we have counted all the ways that God has been there for us. We must just conclude with, you know, and etc. and etc. and such like, and just adore the depths, despairing to ever find the bottom. Which is true, we can't ever, we will never know the depths of God's love for us. But the mighty things that we do know about God, we need to bring those to the surface and remind ourselves of those in our dark times because God is just the same in the dark times as he is in the good times. And we have to remember that. So have I found God great and mighty in my grief? Yes, I found it to be true. And I would even despair to know just how big and mighty he is. But I don't want to forget about the things I do know about his love and his thoughts towards me. So we need to remember, don't dwell on what's taken. Dwell on what's given to us because we have been given so much. So I want to conclude this episode with a little quote that I had pasted into my journal. And I'm sorry, but I don't remember where this came from. I think it was a little devotional book. Anyways, it says, it's not by our desires that we can measure our mercies, nor by other people's. There is but one thing by which we can rightly estimate them. Measure the mercies by the foot rule of our deserts. Then only can we know how many they are. Then every mercy shall amaze us by its greatness. So bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits.